Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. said halloween thanksgiving has come and gone and uh we're one day away from december bro the end of 2023 bro tomorrow's the last day of the month damn it's wednesday november 29th did you have a good thanksgiving thanksgiving was good thanksgiving was good we've uh got a story for you Okay. From the week before Thanksgiving. This is such a good story. This is one of those stories that I'm convinced one day that I will have enough cervezas in one spot that there will be a microphone and I will stand up there and do an open mic telling jokes. And this will be one of those jokes. Okay. This story. I've always wanted to do that, by the way. I don't know if I'd be any good. I don't think I would be, but I think it would be, be fun. You think I'd be decent? You think I'd tell a decent story? Just, just go. <laughs> just Asshole. Go. Okay, this is when you like affirming. You're like, oh yeah, no dude, validation. Dude. Yes, dude. You you tell stories like nobody's business. Oh, wow. Way to just gas me up. I love that. All right, I got a story. So. There's a girl. I'm in the dating world, right? So I'm I'm single. Most people know. Most of the two fans know this. Been out of my relationship for like two years now. So it's been a little while. No, it's like a year and a half, I should say. It's been a little while. Um, and I've been going on dates. Obviously, not recently. I didn't just get over this. Like I've been going on dates, but some of them are not as memorable as others. Some of them are not as fun as others. Some of them are just not as well. They don't end the right way that others do. This one was one of the ones that was checked a lot of boxes. It was, it was a big fun time. Okay. So I met this girl a couple of years ago. She's like, I want to say, because you know how we talk about leaving family members and friends and names like out of the story. So I'm going to do my best to kind of skirt around this without telling too much detail. Um, so this girl is heavily connected with my family. Like, Jason. So my brother used to date her sister. My one of my parents was childhood friends with one of her parents. And I've known her for years because through my brother and her sister, like that's how we kind of met. But she was dating somebody else at the time. And I never really had an interest in her like that. I just thought she was a cool girl. She's nice, you know, whatever. Never really thought of it. We were at a wedding like a couple weeks ago, and I just like one of it was her sister who I'm really cool with her sister, along with a couple other people, but really her sister pushed me to do this because I kind of mentioned, Hey, I was thinking I'm gonna go, you know, get your your sister's number, like just kind of joking with her, like just like teasing her, like, you know, I'm gonna go flirt with your sister. And she goes, You should. I was like, What? She's like, yeah, you should go talk to her. It's like, okay, the sister's giving me the green light. Like, go, I gotta go. So 
had the opportunity, pulled her aside. She's got great wit and great sass. So her and I, like, we just connect, like we just go back and forth, like, like very witty, like back and forth. And, uh, yeah, no, you can make that face. Um, and so I pull her aside, you know, we go out and we're sitting there chatting, chat for like 20 minutes or so. And I get her phone number. Didn't think much of it. Just kind of was like, you know, good conversation, kind of like normal. But I threw in like a couple flirty things, like, you know, and essentially got their phone, number, her phone number. Um, and so that was like, you know, about a month, maybe two months ago, whenever it was. And I'm like texting her like every once in a while. It's not like an everyday thing. Like we're just chatting and then, you know, she's busy. She's got stuff going on. Her sister, who used to date my brother, is now getting married. It's a whole other story to somebody else, not my brother. Um, that would be even weirder. But it gets to this point where like ask her and she wants to hang out. She's like, want, she's, she's, you know, it, there's things that you learn when you're, when you're dating. Like one of the things being like, if you plan something and then the other person cancels, but they don't offer to reschedule, that's like a clear cut. Like, okay, you're kind of wasting my time. You're not interested, yada, yada. But I was given all the signals. I was like, can't make it. Let's do this date. Can't make it. Let's do this. Day. And it wasn't like, you know, it was probably like one or two cancellations before I was like, okay, like, we're gonna fucking do this. Like we're gonna we're gonna go out, we're gonna have dinner or whatever. And so we do, we pick a day. And I'm a I'm a big activity guy. You gotta do an activity. Like I'm I'm through the blessing of this, the podcast, and then just my natural extroverted attitude. Like I can sit across the table, like at dinner or drinks, and talk to a wall. Like I don't have any problem doing that. But most people can't do that. Most people find like a dinner date really intimidating or like going and getting drinks and like sitting across from each other where it's just that like very intimidating. You kind of have to have like a barrier, like an activity of some sort. So I decided I was like, we're gonna go play darts. I'm not very good at darts. It's not really something I get competitive about because I have a problem if we're going to do something like, I don't know, laser tag, like, bruh, I'm gonna tackle some kids, bro. I get in on laser tag. Like I get ultra competitive. Darts doesn't really scratch that itch for me. So it was kind of a perfect medium. I call or I text her the day of and I try and, you know, book the time. We were playing on seven o'clock. I get the confirmation from her. We're good to go. I call the dart place. I say earliest we've got is 815. Sorry. So, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. Is it? um, What's it called? What's that place called? Uh, It's called. It's off. um, It's off Shepherd and Um, West Gray. It's it's kind of like Topgolf, but with darts. No, it's like it's like a. It's a dart hall. Like it's like it's a newer place. But it's like a bar dart thing. Like it's oh, he's yelling to his wife to ask what the name is. I could pull it up, David, but regardless. The point is okay, here he goes. What is it, David? <laughs> What's, What's the it? <laughs> uh flight club. Flight club, flight, yes. That's right. Yes. yes. So that's where that we went. That's where I picked. Awesome. Very easy. Awesome. Very good spot. Easy lights lights are on it's not a very like intimate setting very like friendly you know because i'm approaching this like a friend right because like brother date or sister parents grew up together like you know i screw this up this is like not good this is this is this leaks over into a lot of different conversations that i don't want to have so approaching it like a friend call 7 p.m can't do it 8 15 i go okay we can just like bridge the time like it's fine like we'll go do something else like we'll go up and i text her i was like i'm gonna come pick you up like 6 30 6 45 we're gonna go grab, grab a drink down the street and then we're gonna go to 
this this dart place because she knew we were playing darts. And I was sitting there after I got off the phone with the dart place and booked the 815. I looked at, you know, I've got a couple guys in my office and I said, you know, what should we do? This is like kind of weird. You know, we've got this hour to kill. We want to go get drinks. Like what's like a fun, like break the ice kind of place. And my friend recommends genius, by the way, a speakeasy, which if you're not familiar with the speakeasy, it's essentially like a prohibition deal where they like have a storefront. It could be like a bakery. It can be like a donut shop it can be whatever. But then you have like a back end door. It almost looks like a hole in the wall that leads to the bar in the back. So it's almost like a hidden bar. There's a bunch of them around. They're very cool if you've never been. But we I picked one that was right down the road. Very popular in River Oaks. OK, nice area of town. I'm like, OK, it's got to be a good spot. Four point eight stars or whatever. A couple thousand reviews like this place has been here forever. This looks like a good spot. Go pick her up. Everything's going well. Drive in, chit chat, yada, yada. Pull up to the place. And uh, it's just a blue door on the side of just a brick wall. Nothing. No signs, no anything. She looks at me and she goes, is this where you're taking me? I said, yeah. It's a little speakeasy right here. I mean, we're going right down the street. We're just going to hang out for like an hour. She goes, you ever been here? I was like, no. Why? She's like, oh, you'll see. It's like, have you been here? She goes, oh, yeah, once. I was like, oh, great. So I'm thinking in my head, you know, first thing that goes through my head, me being a fucking degenerate, I go, did she like get really drunk and throw up here and the manager hates her or something? Or like, did a fight break out? Or what? what's going on here? Like, what is, walk in, real dark, intimate setting, lower music, downstairs and an upstairs. We walk in and I'm like, it's a cool spot, cool spot. And sit down at the bar order the drinks and I'm kind of like looking at the drink menu and I look up and I, I look at the bartenders Bro, bartenders is wearing like nothing, like literally nothing, like a couple specks of clothes to cover the, you know, the woohoo. That's, that's what we're talking about. And I look over at the girl. I'm like, bartenders is wearing fucking nothing. Like what, what are we doing here? This is like just a little hole in the wall. And she goes, Oh, just wait. I was like, okay. Like clearly she knows something I don't. First date, keep in mind. First date with this girl. And I'm enjoying the conversation. It's going in the right direction. Like I'm I'm enjoying I the the presence or the the company of this girl. Order the drinks. And I like, you know, this after the comment about the bartenders and order the two cocktails. And I turned to her and I go, Okay, what what's the deal? Like, what what are you what are you hiding from? She's like, she leans over and she goes, Alex, this is a sex bar. And I said, wait, 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 what? <laughs> and she goes, you, you've never heard of this place? And I was like, no, I live down the street from it. She goes, this is a sex bar. This is where all the River Oaks people come and swing. I was like, and I looked at her like the first thing I go, okay, you got to know in my head after you knowing me that my first move is not to bring you to a sex bar. Like that is not my ideal first date spot is a sex bar. Let's get that out of the way. That's not the plan. <laughs> Didn't know that. She was super cool about it, though. She was like, this is hilarious. Like, And really what it was is it turned out to be something that was pretty genius because I didn't know that it was one of those places. And it wasn't like, I'll get to it. You're, you're always, you're always going to be that guy that on the first date took her to a sex bar. I took her, but, that, but that, I'll always, always be that. Sure, I'll always be that guy. But like you, I think you're saying it like it's, like I, I took her and I knew it was a sex bar. So like I like, you know, 
preconceived ideas or something that like I was, you know, this is how it's going to go. So I'm going to take no. her here and woo. No, no, no. It wasn't no all one, that. No one gives you that much credit. She gave me that much credit. Because I sat there in my face when she told me that, bro, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, bro, I just took my brother's ex-girlfriend's sister, my family childhood friend's daughter to a sex bar on the first day. I'm like, you can't script this. Like, this is so bad. So anyway, get her hot. We're chatting. It's it's a good time. Like, we're having fun. We're people watching. Like, it's whatever. We go over on our time there because we're having so much fun like people watching and chatting that we're late to the dart place anyway we pull ourselves out of there go to the dart place you know 30 minutes later or whatever so we pull up have us wait we order another drink play darts for about like an hour and a half she beats me four games in a row bro i did not win a single darts game so you have to keep in mind this date is super memorable already because number one accidentally unknowingly took her to a sex bar number two she beat me in every single game of darts that we played it's kind of a win if you think about it memory wise like she's not gonna forget me (laughs) that's if that's what we're going for we're winning this is how i know it was okay so it reaches 10 45 and i've already asked her like we've already kissed at this point i've asked her you know all that we've had those conversations and 10 45 i'm like okay you know it's getting late it's thursday night like we should i can take you home she's like well you know we can have another drink i'm like where do you want to go you know thinking to myself i'm like not going back to the sex bar (laughs) (laughs) and she goes why don't we just go back to the you know the name of the sex i'm like really she's like yeah yeah no let's go it'll be fun i'm like okay whatever so we go back this is 11 15 now the first time we pulled up it was 7 15 completely different crowd four hours later completely different we walk in place reeks of pot we walk in there's just naked people walking around like it was like it was just weird bro like walk in and i've never seen something that like the only thing i can i can compare it to is vegas like in the sense where like there was hookers there and so guys would walk in, nice polo shirt, older dude, clearly some CEO of some something, living in River Oaks, solo, no wedding ring, walks in, goes upstairs, comes down, leaves. So I'm thinking, you know, yo, girl, not going to use her name, girl, what uh, what's going on upstairs? She goes, oh, and I, for- I, I had forgotten. But the lady told me the very first time we were there uh, at 7.15, she said, hey, by the way, those ropes over there that guard the uh, the stairs, those are usually there for for people when they're trying to just walk up to the upstairs area, but couples are always allowed to go upstairs. And I kind of sat there, and this is pre-knowledge you know knowledge of me knowing this is a sex bar. I'm like, okay, it's weird that they would you know segregate people upstairs they're couples like what the fuck so i'm not processing that and at this point i haven't put two and two together when we get back at 11 15 that sex bar and upstairs means sex upstairs and homie girl looks at me and goes you're gonna go upstairs before the end of the night i was like i mean you know me i mean i I actually said you don't know me i'll go up there and i'll get in the middle of every single person there like i've got no shame (laughs) if as long as i don't walk out with any like 
you know, internal bruising or bleeding, I'm good. Like, we'll just, we'll just go play around, have some fun, like fuck with some people, whatever. So we're sitting there, people watching 1115. Amazing. The people that walk in and out, bro, walk in and out and people watching, people watching reaches about like midnight, like 1230. And clearly at this point, I'm like, okay, it's 1230. It's Thursday. I have to work tomorrow. Let's like, let's wrap this up. She's like, have you gone? You haven't gone upstairs. Like you need to go upstairs. Okay, let's go upstairs, bro. Never seen something like this before. This was a whole experience for me. Went upstairs, bro. They got roped off areas with little like curtains. Curtains weren't closed. No, they weren't ropes. Ropes weren't roping. No, they weren't. I get up there. I sit down on the couch. I look to my left. I see some big ass black chick just riding the shit out of some dude to my left. Like, Dude, five yards away from me to my left, like fully naked people just having sex, like in this little roped off area. I look over, I'm like, first date, Alex. First date choice. Great choice, Alex. First date. Great choice. <laughs> people watch for like 10, 15 minutes. Up there is people are just weird shit, dude. Just weird shit. Like weird, weird shit. I, I don't, I'm not going to go into too many more details. I think that perfectly describes that one person perfectly describes what I saw. There was just a lot of that going on. It was basically a modern day brothel. It was really, for me, being 27 and sheltered for a majority of my life, I was fascinated. Not in like a, oh my God, I want my life to be like this, but fascinated in like a, oh my God, these places exist. <laughs> like people actually come and find these places and do these things. This is crazy. So upstairs was banging, literally. We went downstairs, <laughs> left. How about that? <laughs> told you I told the story a couple times. <laughs> banging. <laughs> Leave, hop in the car. And she's like, you know, let's, um, you know, that's pretty much the end of the night. You know, we go back. Yada yada, everything, yada yada. Wake up the next day. Motherfucker said, I don't kiss and tell. Well, wake up the next day. No reason. No reason to no no reason. I'm not on here to spread the woes of who I've been with and who I haven't been with. Details can get spared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Que paso. Que paso. On the okay. DL, bro. Um wake up the next day and my mom and I talk like every day. She calls me on the way to work. She goes, how was your date? I said, it was fun. It was good. Great time. I said, kind of funny. Have you ever heard of this place? Or sorry, it didn't go like that. It went, you know, we went to this, you know, dark place. It was right by where we lived. I told her we had an hour to kill. Went to a speakeasy that was nearby. She interrupts me and she goes, oh, there used to be this speakeasy off so-and-so that was, or whatever road. And, you know, it's it was called like whatever, whatever. I was like, yeah, that's just, she goes, you took, so you took her there. That that's where you, my son took her there. I was like, yeah, she goes, Alex, you know, that's a sex bar. I was like, yeah, mom, how do you know it's a sex bar? Because <laughs> I was sitting there going, what the fuck? So get off the phone with her. Go do my thing at work. The whole back of my head, I'm thinking, when the fuck did my mother go to this bar that I experienced last night? I honestly never want to experience again. And then on the way home, my dad also, he and I talk at least, you know, four or five times a week. My dad calls me. How was your date? Yada, yada, whole bit. 
went to this deal, had an hour to kill one. Oh, there is this spot there. It's been there forever. Is this little speakeasy hole in the wall? Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah. How do you know about that place, Dad? Oh, it's been there forever. I haven't gone. I used to go. I went years ago. Dad, you know it's a sex park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it, it wasn't like that back then. It wasn't like that back then. Like, yeah, okay, Dad. Okay. So not only did I take this girl that I genuinely had a, have an interest in to a sex bar on our first date, but both of my parents have been to said sex bar probably in the 80s and 90s. So that is my story from not the off week, but the week before the off week. What if we Great just story. found out? What if we just found out how you were conceived, bro? Possibly. Honestly, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> could, could very well be that way. I might have sat on the couch that I was conceived on. <laughs> anyway, girl is girl and I are still talking. We have another day planned. Everything is going smoothly, but very, very, very funny, very funny moment for me. And I was like, I mean, that's the type of shit that you like. You like tell people how you met, and it's like, you know, what was your first date? And everybody has like some cute whatever. Mine's always going to be like with, with this specific girl. It's like, yeah, I went to this place. I'm just going to say the name of it, hoping nobody knows what it is. And then I'll just watch people's reactions. And they're like, oh, my God, you took her where? <laughs> I was like, but it's we like, played darts after we played darts. <laughs> if it was me. I'll act like I don't know what the place is. I'll be like, hmm, I don't know what that place is. But be like, yeah, oh, no my clue. God, didn't, didn't whoever, see whoever, whoever said whoever said it, they a freak. Yeah, for real, for real, for real. But it was funny because I made the mistake, but she being, you know, I appreciate this about her being like, you know, rolls right off her back, reaches 1045 and then kick us out of the dark place. And she's like, fuck it, let's go back. Like, okay, like it was fun for me. I like people watching. So good time. But yeah, don't uh, do your research. The next time I'm going to call for a speakeasy and be like, hey, are clothes optional in any part of your building? No? Okay, good. Yes, they're optional. All right. This valued customer is now going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I underestimated your story. Pretty good story, yeah? Not bad, not bad. Banging story, some might say. Gosh. You're going to be telling this story forever. You are the fifth. That's the fifth iteration that I've told. I know. You had it down to a craft perfectly. Not quite there yet, but it will be there. And it'll be told on a stage someday. If I get any laughs, that'll be the only validation I ever need in my entire life. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I kind of laughed at? My beatdown of you. In the oh, two fans yeah. league. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. You, you did kick my ass. Here we go. I mean, Let me pull it up and defend myself because my team clearly did not show up this week. Not I mean, good. I mean, it, it was just like another week. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> it was like any other week, just kicking ass. You, taking were, six, names. you, were, you were six and six. Or sorry, you were six and five. We were both six and five. So don't act like you were, oh yeah, no, whatever. Just dust it off. I mean, Saquon Barkley 
I, I don't know if this is the correct way to play fantasy, but I think going forward, I'm going to avoid any players that are on dog shit teams. Like Saquon Barkley, I drafted him ninth overall. I mean, he's just not been ninth overall material, like even close to ninth overall material. Nine points, 27, 13, 18, 15, 14, 7, 36. Like, just not really what you want to see there from your RB1. And, yeah, pretty hard to stop when Kyron Williams puts up 40 points for you. So, good for you, man. Congratulations. I mean, my team is just better, dude. You beat me earlier. Accurate. Look, I just want you to face the facts. So I'm looking at the schedule. Your team is stacked. I scored, I scored 173 points on you this, this you did. matchup. In week three, I lost to you, but I scored 172 points. It just took you 173.7 to beat me. Mm-hmm. That's consistency, buddy. I don't know about you, but I mean, I scored 192 last week. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not. I'm not worried. Two fans. I'm not. I'm not worried about the two fans league. I'm just playing it. I'm just playing it. I'll make the playoffs. I think everybody does. But uh, what I'm really, really wanting to to do is do something in the gridiron, bro. Just eight and four, just churning along in the gridiron, bro. Just churn in. I am mathematically still alive for the playoffs, you know? With your win to go yep. to four and eight? Yep. So I did look at all the maths and whatnot. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much Topher and Cody who are both at six and no way, actually not Cody. I lied. Topher and Drex. They're both six and six. I literally need them. So there's two weeks left. I need them to lose both, or at least one of them, to lose both of their games, and I have to win out. I hope you do. Here's the sucky thing. They each play Hanzi, which is the worst team in the league, once. Mm. Like, so that can easily be an easy dub for one of them. And your your playoff percentage is a whopping seven percent. Is that an actual stat on there? Yep, playoff percentage seven percent. Your boy over here is a hundred percent. So yeah, I'm playing for for playoff seating at this point. Hey, bro, if I somehow get in, you don't want me. Avoid me at all costs. But I'm probably not getting in. <laughs> I'm probably not. Let's be real. I think here. our bet then, our bet, we have to circle back and see what it is, but it, 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 correctly. Was, it was in the two fans league, fool. Mm, okay, so that's why you're taking the two fans a little serious this year. That's the whole reason why you did that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I did. I'd gladly pay you for whatever the bet was if you end up uh beating me in whatever the bet was. Oh, and also, not to mention the I have to play Sam this week, 
who's fighting for that number one seed. And then I think I play you next week. Is this <laughs> the last week? Here? Yes. Oh yeah. So not only yeah, do I need do I need Topher and Drex to I'm lose. playing the two worst teams to finish out the, the season. Three and nine and four and eight. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. I beat you week three, 182 to 111, so I'm not worried about you. Mm. We'll see. You you don't want to catch me if I have a chance for playoffs on that last week? Forget about it. Considering you're averaging like 110 points, I'm really not worried. It's all right, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm finally hitting full stride. A little too late, but finally hitting full stride. I'm glad you finally are. Good for you. You should be proud. It took you, what, 15 weeks? <laughs> 13. 13 weeks? 12. Okay. Signature. You're doing great. You're doing great. Just keep going. Look, man, there's still a chance. That's all I know. In two fans league, I'm kicking everybody's ass and taking names. It's going to be me and Orion in the two fans league, the title game. You know, we'll just see who to, to really validate who won that trade, that blockbuster trade we had earlier in the year. Mm. That's how I really feel. That's like, it's like a storybook ending, I guess you could say. Mm. I'm just looking at all the stats right now. I got a 78% chance to make the playoffs in two fans. Making the playoffs in both leagues. That's a win. That's that's props. Yeah, absolutely, man. How was your Thanksgiving? What'd you do? Uh just here at the crib. My brother came into town, um, cooked and whatnot, and yeah, I mean what how how was yours? It was good. It was good. It's always fun doing the divorce family Thanksgiving because usually get a couple Thanksgivings. I've got, um, I had one. It was my mom's side on Thursday, and I've got my other one this coming weekend. So we had to push it. I've got another Thanksgiving meal coming up this weekend, which is fun. But it's Ooh. yeah, it's fun. I I enjoy Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is. Uh, it's up there with Christmas. It's arguably for me better than Christmas. Arguably, that's that's my opinion because there's Ooh. less there's less stress around it. It's more fun in regards to well, I think the stress and the fun are kind of paralleled because more stress, less fun, less stress, more fun kind of thing. Um, it's like uh, Thanksgiving's like Christmas minus all. What it, somebody said this. Um, it was, I thought I found it kind of funny. It was really not appropriate, but I thought it was funny. Um, it was like Thanksgiving is Christmas without all the, the giving presents and bullshit. And then somebody else chimed in there like, yeah. And all the Jesus bullshit. <laughs> it's just like not appropriate, but kind of funny. <laughs> yo. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> this is my reaction though. Was that it was like not appropriate. Kind of funny though. I've got no comment on the matter, but I'm kind of curious at your at your household. Mm-hmm. What is the first side? There's always that one side that gets gone. It's gone, it goes fast. 
Yeah. Gotta make sure you get it while you can. What is that side? Um, let's see. For my my stepmom makes a mean sweet potato casserole. Mean sweet potato casserole, bro. It's so good. There's so much sugar in it. It's so good. That's always gone instantly. Um, on my mom's side, ooh, let's see. She makes a pretty pretty good green bean casserole. I'm a I'm a sucker for green bean casseroles, bro. I like I like that stuff. That's that's good stuff to me. So I would say that's probably the first that goes for me on my mom's side. Um, yeah, this year was a little lazy though. They um they were traveling or something, so they just did one of those like order from a restaurant and they kind of packaged the whole thing, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the biscuit. They they put it all together and you just buy the whole package so they did that so we didn't get like uh much home cook food this year but i would say green bean and the sweet potato casseroles are, are gone what about you what's what's the first one gone okay well with me as family it's a little hard because you got one side of the family they 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 eat a little bit look i i am the one that comes in there and demolishes everything. Yep. I come in like freaking uh, Godzilla in there yeah. and just, dude, like they just look at me like, oh my God. He's this, here. This guy can eat. The vacuum. Yay. <laughs> like, we didn't go, we obvi uh, obviously, we didn't go to Texas this year. And Mia's mom told me, like, oh, we had too much food left over. I was like, it's because I wasn't there. That's why. Yep. Human uh, garbage disposal's got to be on site when needed. But I would say if I had to, either um, mashed potatoes or the cornbread casserole. Can't do mashed potatoes, bro. I like mashed potatoes. Can't consider them a Thanksgiving side because they're on too many other sides. Like It's like a normal side. It's not a Thanksgiving side to me. It's Like so how often do you have it? How often are you having stuffing throughout the year? Like stuffing is a Thanksgiving side. I mean, that's how good mashed potatoes is, dude. And plus there's different kinds of mashed potatoes, as okay. I've learned this past week. Because yes. uh, I was just like, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes. No, man. You can make a special like garlicky mashed potato. I don't know. Mia made this like garlicky kind of mashed potato style. I don't know what it, I don't know how to describe it. It was bangers that's all i know but you can like make potatoes differently mashed potatoes differently so therefore i i, I disagree with what you say and um mm -hmm. putting mashed potatoes back up on the board do potatoes are they grown on trees david where do potatoes come from the ground good just making sure i just wanted to, i didn't want to catch you slipping okay i was just making sure you weren't slipping Mashed potatoes are good. I'm just saying they're not like, I don't know. It's like people who say cranberry sauce is their favorite side. It's like, get over yourself. Wait, what? Yeah. There's people <laughs> out in this world that say cranberry sauce is their favorite side. It's like, get over yourself. It's disgusting. I'm like, I love cranberry sauce, but I, I don't know. But with my ham, yeah. Not, yeah, not with, <laughs> no, you, like. I'm not even a big cranberry sauce guy. Like, I'll do it on the bagels, and I'll mix it in with the turkey because I'm not a big turkey guy. I think it's too dry. It has to be made the right way. 
if it's dry, I just it sucks to eat. I just don't want to eat it. So I'm more of like I eat ham a lot of the time on Thanksgiving. Too. Big ham guy. Big ham. Um would be in favor of just switching fully to ham and just totally uh just getting rid of the turkey. Just get rid of it. Nobody wants it. I haven't met anybody that like genuinely is excited for turkey on Thanksgiving. Like who is that? Raise your hand. If you're the real some shady, please stand up. Nobody's raising their hand, David. Nobody over nope. your shoulder. Nobody's raising hands. Nobody likes turkey. Boycott turkey. Do you do the same meal for Christmas and Thanksgiving, or do you all change it? Well, um, we it, Christmas is usually for Hispanics. It's tamale season. So oh, nice. Okay. That's usually kind of the thing that switches up actually you right bro y'all do be serving the same food as thanksgiving as christmas bro yeah, i forgot we, yeah, about that we, we, yeah we white people we we stick to our <laughs> trends bro i'm my stepmom makes i think there's one thing different from christmas to thanksgiving like literally just one thing but it is the same meal so the the conversation i think we have this every year when we when we have this conversation is like thanksgiving overrated like is the food overrated or if it's not why don't why do we only eat it one time or in the case of white people two times a year what do you think is i think i think it's overrated i think the food's overrated i think you should um go to our library and hit episode 122 and that's gonna answer that question answer that question yeah Episode 122. Do you remember what we talked about in the last episode? On the last episode? (laughs) (laughs) Last one missed me with that. 400 episodes ago? I got you. I remember that. Yeah, bro. I got you, bro. Um, No, but on seriousness, uh, what was the question again? Is Is the Thanksgiving meal overrated? If it isn't, why do we only have it one or in the case of white people? Two times a year. I don't, I don't like this this debate. Can we just Fine. enjoy it and go? Like, okay, we can enjoy it. Why? why I enjoy why it... I enjoy the carb coma that I go into. Like the food, it's like, eh, yeah, meh. I like, mean, not meh, meh, but like it's like I don't, dude. I just don't like the main course, which is turkey. Like, I just it's so dry. Like if I have to drown it in gravy or in cranberry sauce in order to eat it, it's not because it's like, oh, I've got all this food and gluttony. No, it's like I, I don't enjoy this part of the meal, which is the main part of the meal, unless it is drenched in something moist. Who in your family is making this dry as turkey? Please explain to me. Have you never had dry turkey? Your family's always made moist, well-conditioned turkey. Look, I know turkey... You know, what? year in, know. year out is kind of depends. This uh-huh. one, this year, Mia made a hella damn good turkey. Okay. Well, Mia makes good food, so I have no doubt that she made good turkey. But so, I, I just, I'm just saying, obviously, I haven't had enough consecutive dry turkeys mm. to feel as strongly as you feel about My whole it. life is just filled with dry turkey. My <laughs> life is just the consequences that i should have received in grade school for speaking out or acting out i have received for years and years in the form of dry turkey it's miserable 
I get to the Thanksgiving table and just everybody prays. Thank you for bringing this food. Bless the. I'm sitting there praying like, please, the love of God, can this turkey not be dry? That's all I'm praying for. Just, just give me like a six out of ten turkey. That's all I need. Man, I have to pray for you on that one, brother. Dude, pray <laughs> for me, man. My, uh, my stepdad did find a way to cook the turkey. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this method. It's called spatchcocking the turkey. Yes, you heard me right. Spatchcocking. <laughs> I have to look up exactly how it works. Spatchcock turkey. All right. So how like a spatchcock turkey? It's like you but so you butterfly it, like you break its legs and you butterfly it, and you remove the backbone by doing that, so it'll flatten the bird out. And then what you do is like typically i think they like inject bullshit into it to make it juicy and that's how it goes but it's like you're like mutilating this turkey like that's pretty much it and you cook it in the oven so you like flatten it put it on a tray and then like cook it in the oven turns out pretty good it usually is pretty it's the only turkeys i've had that aren't you know hellishly dry <laughs> as dry as my humor probably got that right damn sorry. um some big news Ooh. this past weekend. Yeah. We got a new head coach, brother. We do. I'm ready to run through a wall for Elko. Like Elko, bro. Never heard him speak a single word until that presser. And then when he said, it's like, people in Texas A&M, they're, they're hungry for a championship. This town is hungry. And so now I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to. Ready to hop back on the bandwagon and get real excited for a uh, another eight and four season. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm eight so pumped. Eight and four. Let's, let's let's pump those numbies, uh, numbers up. Let's go nine and three. How about that? No, no, no. Let's have a devastating loss to an Appalachian state next year. <laughs> hey, honestly, as long as we beat Texas. We're not gonna beat Texas. Sorry. Dude, you're a year ahead of time. I know. Literally, they are playing tomorrow, a year from tomorrow. I know. We're not going to (laughs) win. I'm sorry. What? I can. You want me to be a blind fan? I can be a blind fan. We're going to fucking dominate them. It's going to be a two, maybe three tiny game. Why would we not win? Because we just hired a new coach. And they're like stabilizing, like their their program is stabilizing. Ours is rocky as shit right now, dude. I'm telling you, we did just lose Max Johnson, in North Carolina, which is a blessing. <laughs> Minimal Johnson is off to do terrible things <laughs> in the northern version of Carolina. <laughs> are they well, peel that baby blue off of him, bro. One game I in, do. they're gonna peel that shit off. Get off our field. I will tell you. We will be competitive. Calling it. I could see, I would say, nine and three. A nine competitive and three. nine that. and three. With a but, solid Wake Forest bowl game. <laughs> but we will have beaten Texas University. Mm. You think Texas can be above 500 in the SEC next year? I don't know their schedule. So it depends. Um, I don't know who exactly they play. Let's take a look. All right, yeah, here we go. 
All right, Colorado State, they open with. Then they play at Michigan, um, at home for UTSA, oh. uh, home for ULM. They play Georgia, Arkansas, at Arkansas. Then they play us in Kyle Field. Then they play Oklahoma, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. Kind of a fucking tough schedule. Yeah, They're out of conference. Days. They're out of conference games are Michigan and yeah, Colorado. Michigan Michigan is one of their out of state games or out of the conference games. That's tough. You know we play Notre Dame next year? Notre Dame ain't shit, bro. <laughs> Notre Dame sucks. Michigan sucks. Michigan does not suck. Michigan's number two in the country right now. Dude, you know they totally be stealing them signs, bro. That's okay. I'm an Astros fan. I can't speak. Mm. Barely an Astros fan, but anyway. I'm there when it matters. <laughs> not when they're cheating. I went to a game this year. Did you go to a game this year? No, you I didn't. I think I did. I don't think you did. I don't think I actually. I don't think you did. I might have actually. No, I no, I don't think I did either. No, nope. didn't. I didn't. No, not even close. Nope, not even close. Not even in the same state. Not even. <laughs> but what are we talking about? We were you, talking you mean, about the Texas's schedule. Oh, got, yeah, that's six six L's on there. I counted six L's. So. Okay, Colorado State's a win. Michigan is an L. UTSA is a win. ULM is a win. So that's their three and one going into Georgia at home. They're, losing to, they're losing to Georgia. So they're three and two. Then they go to Arkansas. I think they win that game. Let's just give them the dub benefit. Yeah, of the so doubt. four and two. Then they play us at Kyle Field. Let's just be let's just be nice. Let's just say four and four three. and three. We win four and three. Play Oklahoma. They the week they, after they all a little, they, they little. No, they don't. Yeah, the week what after. Schedule, what schedule are you looking at? We play. Well, says, it, well, actually, my bad. So November thirtieth is the final dated game here, and then the following five are date TBA. So let me see if I have one. Because I was like, we play them on the last week on rivalry, Riv- rivalry, re- rivalry week. Jeez, that's hard to say. Yeah, so they they really don't have too many of the games released yet, but we'll just we'll just go as if this is whatever. So four and three, because they lose to us, they lose to Georgia, and they lose to Michigan. Four and three. Then they play Oklahoma. Are they beating Oklahoma next year? No. Okay, so they're four and four. They play uh, at home, or actually, we don't know. Uh, they play the Gators, Florida Gators. L. Four and four. L four and five. L. Kentucky. L. Four and six. Michigan. Uh, Mississippi State. Don't say the L. They'll get a dub. Five and Bear. six, and then Vanderbilt. So six and six. Yeah. Welcome to the SEC. The only ones I differ on is I. I think I think they go. Seven and five, not six and six, because I think they probably beat Florida, lose to Kentucky. Kentucky's think, on the come up, dude. I think one of the most interesting storylines going into next season is going to be how Oklahoma and Texas adjust, like adjust to the yeah. SEC. Um, 
because, I mean, they're two programs with a lot of hype, but they play in the Big 12. So it's going to be very interesting immediately in the modern day and just kind of season to season flip over to, okay, now we're playing an all-SEC schedule. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a rude awakening for them, especially for Texas. I mean, Kentucky ain't no joke. Florida ain't no, no joke. No. Especially, especially I, I, I don't think they're playing in the swamp, you said. but it, They don't know yet. But especially if they're playing in the swamp. That's bad news. Um, yeah, those, those got some dogs on there. And some literal dogs. Bulldogs. Literal, yeah. So, six and six. I think, yeah, Arkansas, I don't know. After, I don't know if K.J. Jefferson, I think he's done. So, he's leaving. Um, if he stays another year, I think he will have played um, 18 years in college football. I'm not sure, though. Uh, you have to fact check me on that. So he's probably gone. I like that. Um, getting back to Mike Elko, though. Okay. I like the hire, man. I, I, I enjoy that a lot more than Mark Stoops. And it's funny because they said Mark Stoops got the fans bullied A&M into pulling the deal from Mark Stoops. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I don't know much about him. What do you know about him? Who? Elko or Stoops? Yeah, Elko. Uh he's coached at Duke, been the head coach at Duke for the past 2 to 3 years. Yeah, two or three He was years. our defensive he was our defensive coordinator for 4 years. Yep. Um He's done a pretty good job at Duke. I will say um I don't know if it's a coincidence, but once Elko left, that's when shit started kind of Hitting the fan with uh, Jimbo. I don't know if there's any correlation there, but just throwing that out there. Um, he's turned Duke into an actual football program. When before he went there, they were pretty much like Kansas. You know, yeah, one one in eleven, one in eleven seasons. That one was over Texas. <laughs> exactly, and he. They're like ranked. They're ranked higher than A and M. Shit. <laughs> um, he's done a pretty good job there. I'm I'm pretty excited. And the thing, it's funny because uh, in the NFL right now, the trend is offensive minded head coach. Because if you see who's been getting to the Super Bowl, it's offensive minded head coaches. College football is the opposite. The best teams, I feel like, are defensive minded head coaches. And so I feel like that's a, that's a change that I didn't realize was until now was very, I feel like very necessary, especially going from Sumlin to Jimbo back to back for over a decade of offensive minded head coaches. Like, all right, get this defensive side of the ball, like going. Um, so that's going to be pretty nice to, to see how that grows and develops. So let's say like he comes in, goes eight and four in two seasons, but both seasons we lose to Texas. Do we start calling for his job if we lose two years in a row to Texas? Yes. What it what is what's more important, beating Texas or making it to the playoffs? 
beating Texas. In the first year, beating, beating Texas? Texas. What about in the fifth year? Beating Texas. More than World. getting the playoffs? Yes. Interesting. Always. Should we go 1-11, bro? We beat te- and that one was against Texas. Like you freaking suck, and we own you, no matter what. Not little brother anymore. Hell yeah. no. Hell. I no. like it. I don't have much of an opinion because I don't watch Duke football. But I mean, he he's been in the system, defensive minded head coach. From what I read, we performed well on the defensive side of things when he was with the program, mm-hmm. and. uh yeah, so I'm excited. I think it's it's and it's nice that we're paying him less than Jimbo, um, because hey, that we, uh, I mean, if we match Jimbo, that would be like, come on, guys, let's not like throw away money. The they seven actually million gave year a, ain't bad though. They gave a lot of money for that staff. Uh, usually, you know, a Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, they're giving about nine-ish million mm. for their staff. These fools gave him 11 million. So I was like, this guy has to have somebody in mind for our offensive coordinator. And he was like, I'm going to need a little extra money to kind of reel that, reel that bad boy in here. Yeah, he's 7 million per season. He's got the incentives with making the playoffs, so hopefully he hits them. I don't know, we'll see. Or we could be an eight and four and playing our marquee Wake Forest bowl game like we do every year. What's up with Wake Forest, bro? I hate Wake Forest. I hate them. Hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them for any reason, really. I don't have a single reason except for the fact that we always play them in the bowl games. And in actuality, we've played them like two or three times in the past ten years. Which, if you think about it, is kind of crazy. Like the odds. Yeah. So. Not a big Wake Forest guy. Would rather play like, I don't know, Boulder State or something. I don't know. <laughs> Bowling Green. Bowling Green. U- ULM. Uh, somebody. Syracuse. Syracuse. FAU. Somebody. Give Colorado. Me somebody. Colorado. Oh, I'd take Colorado for the next five years. And Dion's leaving. Dion's losing. Do you see he's losing recruits? He lost two quarterback recruits. Did you see that? A decommitted. It's funny how that hype train just like yeah. so fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean he uh what did he start off four now? Three and one. Hold up. He started off. Let's see. Yeah, September. So he beat TCU. And he started three, yeah, three and oh, and then lost to Oregon, lost to USC. And then one against Arizona State. So he was four and two through six weeks. And then L, 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 L. Overall, though, like pretty good season, I would say. I mean, you go four and eight. It's not bad, you know, considering they only won, what, like one game last year? Yes. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And he lost the OC Colorado OC Lewis named San Diego State coach. Imagine being so dumb that you want to lead Deion Sanders coordinator group to go coach at San Diego State. Like you're going for the weather. Like that's the only reason you're going at that point. So it's one of the up and coming premier programs in uh 
FCS, bro. Come out of AM? No, same thing. <laughs> Doesn't say we're up and coming. Mike Elko is going to put us on the path to victory. Hoorah. I feel good about it. Me too. What uh what else we got? What else we got? It's been a little while. Um got a lot of NFL stuff going on in the league. Well, uh Aaron Rodgers cleared to practice. What the fuck? Pretty crazy. Seventy nine days, I believe, was the number after he was he had tore his ACL. Oh, the Eagles somehow survive another week. Um, they do. We are ten and one, nine and one, ten and one. 10 and one. 10 and one. I, I don't get it because I watch the games and I'm not like no Philly hater over here at all. Yes, I mean, you are. I'm. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm typically rooting for them. Uh, week in and week out, but I have a hard time believing that they. I don't know. They just always every single game just squeeze out a little win. They don't really play that well. <laughs> they just play just good enough to squeeze out that win, and it's, it's it's a little weird. But they have a big game coming up this weekend against the Forty ers Damn, sorry. I just hit fantasy fantasy advice right here. Apparently, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is going to undergo thumb surgery. And I drop Zach Moss. Do I need to pause this podcast and go pick up Zach Moss right now? Uh, <laughs> no, somebody already got him. Son of a bitch. I'm pretty sure I... Did I get him? I got him. Oh, Frank Wright gets fired from Carolina. Yeah, you're kind of late on that, Jonathan Taylor. I think that yeah, was... Yeah, okay. was one day mid- ago. It was like one of those times I just randomly look at my phone in the middle of the day and it's like, Jonathan Taylor listed out for the next couple of weeks. I'm like, got to go get Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the goat. How does, the goat? LeBron's, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? If he comes Shut back in 79 the... days. <laughs> what the? Man. Um, Texans lost, unfortunately. Off they a did. A doink. That um, was... What did you think of that call? Like to go for yeah, the field goal? Yeah, to go for the field goal. From his career record was like 52 or something and he I think was, it was 49. 49, yeah. So 58 yarder is dude, obscene. he kicked the sh- he kicked the shit out though. He obscene. just like fell just short. Yeah. It was yeah, pretty bad. Pretty I bad. when when they sent out the field goal, I was like <laughs> You know, this is one of the nice things about having a competent head coach that you actually trust. I I'm I, I was just like, what is going on? And I was like, it's D'Amico Ryans. He must have saw something. He must know something we don't about this kid. And he believes in him to make this. So, so close. And, I mean, he was that close to being right, bro. He was that close. Yeah. Uh, Cause I would have if if he would have made that field goal, I'm telling you right now, I would have never have doubted D'Amico for anything. Like, do you now? Do you doubt him now? No, no, not that I do, but that would have like just is done. If he tells me like 
my right hand is my left hand. It's my left hand now, guys. It's just <laughs> it's like he's just that guy. But um, versus if it was a uh, Bill O'Brien making that decision, it'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Sending out like, this why? kicker?" Yeah, what are we, like? Why? Why are we doing that? Even though we kind of got hoed because uh, I think Take Dale had two feet down on that catch. Um, that they called incomplete, but it's one of those. I feel like uh, offensive line didn't play great, therefore we didn't really play great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stroud, Stroud <laughs> felt like Stroud was a little thrown off. He's like, "Oh man, like I'm, they're actually getting pressure on me, bro. Like, what's going on here?" Uh, it's it's insanely impressive that he's gone however many weeks now and just still made it look easy because most of the time you have people like they always say, when you have tape on somebody, eventually it becomes a little bit easier because like over the weeks you can study that tape. But for him, like he still makes it look easy. I feel like every week, like there's no like adjustment recoil, like backstepping. There's no two steps back for one step forward in his progression. Like it's always one step left right left right like progressing keep getting better getting better getting better getting better so i'm a big stroud boy stroud boys for for life bro here here for stroud, it we're up yes proud stroud boys over here let's go um, now because of you yeah every time i watch because of you you have had this impact on me every time i watch and even when i do watch which is honestly not too often a bills game I am hypercritical of Josh Allen. So thank you for bestowing that great gift upon me to where I can no longer enjoy watching this prototypical, amazing quarterback play football. I have to sit there and watch him miss every pass and get excited and be like, see, he sucks, just like David says. <laughs> so he is, uh, I don't know if they lost, they did lose this past weekend to uh, to who? Oh, the Eagles. That's right. Oh, yeah. no, I knew. Oh, no, I remembered. I knew. Cause he can't keep up. He can't keep up, bro. Can't keep up. He's a big boy though. He can move. He had a couple of those runs, a couple tuds on the ground, dude. He was moving. He's a big man. Yeah. Hard to bring down. He's he's talented as fuck, but yeah, it's just not that guy. No, he just sucks. He sucks. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's not that guy. He sucks. And they're not, <laughs> their offense he- just heavily revolves around him. So um, he's not going to stop making mistakes. Therefore, they're never going to get anywhere. Kind of a funny thing that happened this past weekend, also in the football world. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers had gone 59 games, 58 games without uh, accruing over 400 yards in a single game on offense and that was the entire tenure of Matt Canada. They fired Matt Canada last week and the Steelers pile up season high, 421 yards, 58 games, bro. You think there's one man that was the problem. They fire him. All of a sudden they're over 400 yards for the first time in 58 games. That's like four years. That's a good fire right there. Nobody ever talks about the good fires. That's a good fire fire. right there. Great fire. Good job. Mike Tomlin. There's no and they beat the Bengals too. So the Steelers are seven and four. 
Yeah, they're they're another one. They're they're, they're like the Eagles, but it's the opposite. It's like, how do they keep winning? They're not that good. Like, they kind of suck. Like, how they just keep winning though. Like, I don't know. Well, it's kind of like the the NFC um, South, the Falcons, Saints, and all that that division. The the Buccaneers. They uh, somebody's got to win it. They're all like five and six, and they all suck. Like Baker Mayfield is arguably the best quarterback in that division, which is hilarious. Mm, you do know Taysom Hill is in that division, right? Yes, I do know that, and I did mean that. Taysom Mills, probably the best quarterback on his own team. No offense, Derek Carr. But I feel like everybody that Derek Carr gets around, he oh, like geez. they they go to jail. Like every player he plays with, like goes to jail or like does something he shouldn't do. Like Derek Carr is such a nice guy, good guy. But then you have like Henry Ruggs who goes to jail. There was like a photo I saw earlier, and it was like eight players, and they all like all of them were like no longer in the league. Because either in jail or they like you're you're thinking of the Raiders, not the Saints. Yeah, but Derek Carr is the quarterback for the Saints. Because Chris Olave, Chris Olave's out, and Chris Olave recently got in trouble a couple weeks ago for like drunk driving or something like that. Derek Carr is the issue. Anywho, anyway, um, that's anybody's division. Just like, don't worry, the AFC South is still our division. We'll get back up there. Bulls on parade. Let's go. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you about, fo- like NFL wise, there's so much hate around Justin Fields and the Bears, and I've heard like a lot of people saying they want the Bears to use their first round draft pick to get Caleb Williams. My head goes to you put a new quarterback in the same shitty system. It's like rinse and repeat. It's gonna be the same nonsense. Like, he could be better, sure, but, like, I don't think he's better than, like, they're 4-8 and eight right now. If they had Caleb Williams as their quarterback, they might be 5-7. and seven. Like, they might be 6-6, six and six, but they're not going to be above 500. What do you think? Like, what's, what's this Justin Fields hate that you see? I don't think, personally, I have nothing against Justin Fields. Um, I think he hasn't been set up in a good position. I think the Bears this offseason, you know what, tomorrow. They just need to fire the whole coaching staff. Get rid of everybody up in that B. Because you got to understand, they have their pick and they have the Panthers pick for next year. Mm-hmm. The Panthers are, what, 1-10? One, one yep. Just fired their head coach? Bro, yep. they just jacked a number one overall pick. And I don't think they should get Caleb Williams. Um, that's just my opinion. But that means they're probably going to have two picks in the top five next year. That's a good way to start getting your shit together. And the first step is firing everybody. If you're the GM, fire yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> and just starting over, get Justin Fields a competent coach. Mm. And get the ball rolling. I mean, easy I as think, one, two, three. Fire, fire, fire. I think if they go get that Harrison kid out of Ohio State and they pair him with DJ Moore, I mean, your your weapons are set. You got DJ Moore and the Marvin Harrison Jr. kid. I mean, come on. 
you know Arthur Smith and the Falcons are about to snag up Marvin Harrison Jr. And just not use him at all. I love yeah. that. I love it's that. Perfect. Honestly, Dude, it's perfect. People should go play in Atlanta because it prolongs your career by five years because you don't get half of the plays you should. Like Bijan Robinson will play an additional three years that he wouldn't have if he got drafted by another team because he's just not getting utilized. Nope. Neither is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, I made that mistake drafting him a couple of years ago. Big mistake. Huge mistake. I think, honestly, you should... How is Arthur Smith... The... How does he still have a job? Uh, Because it's the division where it's like somebody's got to win the division. So, how, how many times do you have to see your stu- star stud offensive players not get the ball except it's handed off to Algier or thrown to squirrel white i don't know like there's no squirrel white on their uh, roster but there is a scotty miller that guy don't throw it to any the freaking backup tight end was it john new smith throw it to Uh, him yeah i don't even know he's all about them arthur smith is all about the third strings yeah bro they had Three running backs playing: Bijan, Tyler Algier, and Cordell Cordero Patterson. Which he was on fire last year, and then all of a sudden, like nothing this year. Yeah. Well, because Bijan Robinson came in. It's not like they're fucking playing Bijan. But Patterson came in a little bit. He had a few plays. He was Bijan Robinson has three touchdowns this year. Yeah. I'd be livid. I'd be livid. Three tuds. And guess what? He had two of them this past weekend. So that means for the first 10 weeks, he only had one touchdown. Glad I didn't draft him. Glad I didn't draft him. That's everything I got, though, for the uh, NFL, I think. I think that's everything. It's everything I got. Um, in-season tournament for NBA is still going on. I I just watch it here and there. I think we're coming up, though, like next week or so. It's going to be the championship. I'm excited for that. Um, and we've got a couple more weeks of football until we're in the playoffs. But we're, we're in the thick of it, brother. Two fans, you know where to find us? At Slice Tables Pod, at Slice Tables Podcast. If you liked my story, reach out to me and tell me I'm a good storyteller. If you didn't reach out to David and tell him that I'm a terrible storyteller so he can tell me. And uh, we're here every week. And we'll see you next time.